Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and I've got to tell you, for the first time in a long, long time, it is not a great day to be a Wildcat. K-State opened the Sugar Bowl as six-and-a-half-point underdogs against Alabama. And for the first quarter of football, it looked incredible. The final score of this game, 45-20, to 20, but let me take you on a journey here. K-State, all of the energy in the world, everything coming to this game, started to show that, hey, maybe the Cats have some fight in them. Maybe the Cats are ready to compete with the big dogs of college football. Will Howard, absolute stud. He's been playing great football all year. He's got to be primed for a big statement game. Only problem was the statement was, I am not very good at football. In national, national media, showing the world that he wasn't ready for the moment. I thought of a couple of different reasons why K-State wasn't able to live up to this one. But the biggest thing that I saw was bad quarterback play. The defense wasn't doing much. And there's something to be said for that. Bryce Young is a Heisman quarterback, probably will be the number one overall pick, depending on which bad NFL team needs a good quarterback. Bryce Young is definitely going to find himself in Houston, Indianapolis, somewhere around that area coming up soon. Bryce Young gets hot. To start the game, four or five incompletions, and they were not close. Missed an early touchdown, walk-in touchdown, missed him, overthrew him. K-State found a way to stop Bryce Young and the Alabama craze. K-State drives on the field. Will Howard does a terrible pick. We'll talk about that a little bit later. K-State gets the football back on a three and out against Alabama. Drives on the field, kicks the field goal. Cats up 3-0. Hey, let's go. Another three and out for the Cats. Stops Alabama. A 90-yard rushing touchdown later, 88 yards, excuse me, an 88-yard rushing touchdown later from Deuce Vaughn, the Cats are ending the first quarter up 10-0. to I'm sitting there saying, is Alabama not the team we all thought they were? Saban's been babying about how Alabama deserved to be in the college football playoff. And the Wildcats, Kansas State is going to beat you on national media? That's not a good look. That's not a good look, Nick Saban. Not at all. And for some reason... The big run from Deuce Vaughn woke up all of Alabama. They remembered that they were five-star recruits. They remembered they were going to the NFL. They remembered they could play good football. And it was a different game. Bryce Young comes down, drives the field, big touchdown drive. In about a second, you blinked and Alabama was in the end zone every single time. Every possession was less than 30 seconds for the back three leading up at halftime. How many games have you watched? That someone has scored 35 unanswered points across any sport. 35 unanswered. Nothing positive. K-State from basically the 11-minute mark of the second quarter through onto parts of the fourth quarter had nothing positive happen. Deuce Vaughn exited with an injury. There's guys going down with injuries. And the biggest question I kept asking myself, and I hope you guys are with me, why was Will Howard the staying in the game? They brought Adrian Martinez, who was fully healthy, into the game, only for QB draw rushing rushing plays, and every one of them was working. And I know there's been a lot of conversation around the Adrian Martinez versus Will Howard debate, and I've tried to put it to rest. I've tried to be, I've tried to be very upfront about where I stand on that spectrum. I think there's a complementary way to do both and have two good starting quarterbacks, but the biggest difference in this was that Will Howard wasn't playing good football. 
He was making bad reads, overthrowing guys. He overthrew Ben Sennett on fourth and goal on a little baby check down touchdown play that's walk-in wide open. Will Howard misses the read. Alabama then goes 98 yards before halftime with 50 seconds. The Cats go on a 14-point swing there from not scoring a touchdown to Alabama scoring a touchdown in about 50 seconds. So I thought, okay, okay, 21-10, we're okay. It's an 11-point game. Alabama does get the ball at half. K-State will come out strong. We'll do something good here. How about starting it off with an onside kick directly to the Alabama defender? Does that make sense to anybody? I get the momentum. I get the idea. I'm not going to sit here and say that I hated the call, but you've got a defense that has been stopping people all year. Yes, they've given up 21 points, but it is so much easier to get a stop on a full length of field, not freaking 45 yards. K-State's defense was gassed, even come out of halftime. Everybody was done. You could cut the tension with a knife. Everybody felt it. K-State went back to that little old team in Manhattan that nobody cares about in one game. We started off 10-0, beating the college football big dogs by 10 points to start the game off. And we play like absolute garbage for the duration of the game. Let's switch things up. Let's put Adrian Martinez in and let him run the offense. He's got to have, somebody else has to be making decisions here. And if nothing else, in case it's just going to get dog walked for the rest of the game, why not give the motivator to, to Adrian Martinez? Guy who came out, played his heart out at times, let him play. It's his last game for the Cats. Give him a shot. Will Howard's got a whole another year. Let Adrian Martinez finish the game. And K-State never did. And, you know, maybe there's a chance to be said that Adrian Martinez wasn't in the game plan for passing at all. They only wanted him as, a, as, a, as an athletic rusher. That was all they wanted. But Will Howard consistently was missing the correct throws he needed to make. He was missing the reads. He's missing people open. It got to the point where I decided we need somebody else making decisions because Will Howard cannot get through the rest of this game without throwing three picks. And it didn't look pretty. I'm out of town watching the game with my family, and it was to the point where they hadn't watched much K-State football. In the room, they're asking, is this your starting quarterback? This guy got you here? This guy beat TCU? Yes, unfortunately. This guy beat TCU. We've had a great season, and I'm not going to sit here and discredit that. We're at a time right now where it feels low because Alabama smoked us. It says nothing about the achievements from this year. It says nothing about the Big 12 champions. We played great, but all we did was reinforce the SEC bias in a lot of people's professional opinion. The changes I needed to see in that game, we abandoned the run so fast. So fast. And I know that there's a thing to be said for Deuce getting injured. DJ Giddens is a capable back, and I think in the next couple of years we're all going to see that. He's a big, hard runner. He deserves some looks there. K-State got out of that and started dropping the ball back. Five wide receivers when all of Alabama's corners are going to be taken in the first two rounds of the NFL draft? That's a horrid idea. I know we can't stop Alabama on the field right now, defensively. But our offense can't stay on the field longer than six plays. Everyone on the defense has no time. No time to breathe, no time to relax. It's 3rd and 12 here, now it's 3rd and 17 because we had a false start. There's a defensive holding, we got a first down extended. And we back ourselves up every single drive. Anything positive would be met with a worse reaction. It was a tale of two whole different games. Take the good K-State team and take the garbage team we got in that game. These are not the same teams. And I've been sitting here all year saying, this team is better than we think. This, what we saw against Alabama, is what everybody expected for the regular season. I am only... Broken up about one thing. 
I know Will Howard didn't play great. I know our defense didn't play great. Not a lot of guys made plays. The biggest thing we did was lay an egg on national television for everybody watching. We had the matchup, the best matchup of any bowl game outside of the playoff. And we squandered that. For 10 minutes, we played great, and we were the best team in the world. And then after that, we didn't have much. We didn't do much, and it broke my heart. K-State had a great season, but why end it on that term? I know Alabama's good, and I want to give them credit, but I don't think anyone watching that game would say that K-State played a great game. All I could think about at halftime was Chris Kleiman walking in there and saying, hey, does anybody feel good about how we played? Because nobody in this room should. 10 points is not going to be enough. That's hardly enough for one quarter. 45-20 to 20 on 35 unanswered points by the Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't think there was ever a chance where we made the wrong play call. I think it was an execution issue from the jump. We felt scared, we felt belittled, and we felt different than we have all season long. And it was on national display against Alabama. Now normally I try to stay away from stats, but I think it'd be fun to play the comparison game. Let's go ahead and look at Bryce Young. Like I said, Bryce Young, on five of his first six passes, five incompletions, one completion for very short yardage, one for six to start the game off. His finishing stat line, he had six incompletions on the entire day. So the first five, five of the first six passes, incompletions, he had one more after that. And that was the 10-minute mark of the first quarter. Within the first five minutes, Bryce Young changes it into an absolute clinic and goes 15 of 21 for 321 yards and five scores. Five passing touchdowns. Let's jump over to Will Howard here. 18 of 35 for 210 and two picks. And it should have been four. I'm not going to lie. There was a dropped pick by Alabama, and there was a terrible read by Will Howard that overthrew even Alabama. It was to the point where Will Howard was consistently missing the throws he needs to make. And I don't mean to put it all on him, but that was the biggest thing. Was starting the third quarter off, I was genuinely shocked that Adrian Martinez wasn't running the offense. And I'm sure it's Chris Clemens saying, hey, we believe in you no matter what. You know, you're the future of this team. And I'm not sitting here to say he's not. I genuinely think, obviously we've got Avery Johnson coming in next year, highest recruit basically in K-State history. He can have a year behind Will Howard and learn as a redshirt and then have Will be the starter as, as a senior. I'm not going to sit here and say Will doesn't deserve that, but this game was pitiful from Will Howard. It looked like the Will Howard that was filling in for Skylar Thompson last year. That was the Will Howard we got. Deuce was basically the lone bright spot for us. I mean, I was impressed with Cade Warner. Ben Sennett played okay. Deuce had 22 carries, 133 yards, and a score. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, I would say. And even got banged up halfway through the game, exited for a few plays, got taped up, and came back in. As the announcers are saying, this will be the last time Deuce Vaughn sees the field for K-State. Do you know that for sure? Did Deuce tell you that before the game? Because it didn't seem like he did. It did not seem like that was the energy. I think Felix will be done. I think Felix is done with K-State. But I don't think that Deuce is ready to leave. Obviously, he's he's an NFL caliber player. There was a double-digit amount of scouts for the NFL at that game. Granted, all of Alabama starters will probably be starters in the NFL very shortly, but there's guys from K-State that are getting looks. Cade Warner improved this stock that he's now probably going go to go to a decent team. I could see Cade Warner being a fifth or sixth round pick because of his performance in this game, on top of what he's done this season. But there were some guys who shrunk. There were guys who didn't make plays. I didn't see Malik Knowles do anything. I saw him return a kick. I think he had a catch. 
That's all I saw out of Malik Knowles. That is a guy who needs the moment, who needs to show off. He is an electric playmaker for K-State, and he didn't show up. This game could not have gone much worse than I thought. Originally, I thought it'd be K-State 40, Alabama 33. I was in the 40s. Alabama's in the 40s. That's good. K-State couldn't get past 20. We put up 20 points on garbage time efforts. We didn't score until the third quarter after we started off for 10-0 in the first five minutes of the game. I don't mean to be so negative and just say that I'm disappointed with how K-State played, but that is not the message we're trying to send as K-State. If you want to prove yourself, if you want to show why you deserve any type of future recognition, you've got to deliver when it matters most. And thank God for TCU. Thank God for TCU. Beating Michigan, putting up 50 points, 51 against Michigan, highest scoring bowl game of that caliber in the playoff, 51-45 TCU. Thank God for the Big 12. Thank God for TCU. Max Duggan played phenomenal. They're rolling. That was what I needed out of K-State. I needed K-State to at least make it a close contest. Alabama outclassed us at every single position, maybe except for running back. And Jameer Gibbs was still phenomenal. Outside of the bowl game, and I'll talk a little bit here and there about it a little bit more, I think the future's bright. It's still a great year. We're still Big 12 champs. There's still big-name players coming in. I am still absolutely ecstatic with how the Cats played this year. And they should be the favorite next year again. Maybe Texas with Arch Manning. Maybe Texas Quinn Ewers. I don't know who's starting yet. Texas is going to be up there. There's going to be some good teams up high. K-State deserves to be the favorite with Will Howard at quarterback. TCU's losing Max Duggan. We'll see who comes in and fills those shoes. It's going to be some playmaker kid. Either way. But K-State had a phenomenal season. It just didn't get wrapped up in a bow. It got left unwrapped on Christmas morning beneath the tree. We had the opportunity to tie it, put a little bow on it, put some mistletoe cardboard paper wrapping. We had some options. K-State just kind of left it in the middle of the floor and forgot about it. But, but, it's been an incredible year covering K-State football, and I'm so glad that in my first time hosting this podcast, you guys get to follow along with me as K-State becomes the premier team in the Big 12 this season. Outside of that, K-State basketball, Big 12 basketball started up here. Let's go, round of applause for that. I'm not going to clap so I don't explode your eardrums with the clapping. But, K-State beats West Virginia, and this is the biggest thing I want you to pay attention to. West Virginia's ranked 24th. K-State's unranked. 12-1 12-1 K-State, 10-3 West Virginia. This is after the game. Um, but going into the game, it was 11-1 K-State, 10-2 West Virginia. West Virginia's projected higher than us. Although K-State is favored in the game, we're unranked. That's okay. Not important. K-State starts off horribly. Horribly is a good way to say that. 13-1. And it looked bad. West Virginia's hitting everything. K-State's missing anything. Any shot. Wide open or contested. K-State wasn't converting by any means. They put up 21, 21, let me say it a third time, 21 points in the first half. First half score, 21 points. Through 10 minutes of action, they'd scored less than 10 points. The final score, Cats 82, Mountaineers 76. K-State scored 60 plus points, 61 points in the second half and overtime. K-State gets it to overtime and then outpaces West Virginia. Does this make the case? We are a top 25 team. That's all it validated in my mind. Keontae Johnson should be a first-team All-Big 12 player. It's going to be tough because Jalen Wilson and him are going to be neck and neck at that spot. Wilson's probably going to get the edge. But here's the thing. In the next couple of weeks, if K-State can keep winning games, not only they go to that NCAA tournament, I know we're still far away from March, but how about the Cats who are picked to finish dead last and are sitting here basically a top 25 team? 
I don't think anybody's arguing that. And I can't wait to see the AP polls come out this season and follow K-State through everything. Because we know West Virginia's a good team. I am over the moon that we beat West Virginia and the boys. They're a good program. Securing Jerome Tang's first win as a head coach for the Cats and first win against a top 25 ranked team for the Cats. Jerome Tang in his first Big 12 game got both those out of the way. I am all in on Jerome Tang. I am all in on the Cats. And I think this basketball season is going to be stellar to watch. Some other K-State news here. Obviously, things are wrapping up. We're done in New Orleans. The bowl game's over. Football season's on the back burners until the fall. We've got some recruits coming in. We've got guys coming in in places that can compete for the Cats. Deuce Vaughn's going to be an interesting one to follow. Felix is going to be an interesting one to follow. We don't know what their situation fully is. They're both studs and juniors and have more eligibility I personally, this is my pick. From me to you, I think Felix is going to the NFL draft. He's scouted right now, late first round, early second round. I think he's going to take that. I think Deuce Vaughn comes back. I can't tell you why, but there's something in the air with Deuce Vaughn. I can feel it coming. I think it's going to be too tough for Deuce to pass up a chance at the college football playoff. K-State could have gone... If we beat Tulane, there's a real argument to be made for K-State in the playoffs. And I don't think we get put there. Obviously, there's not really room for many two-loss teams, now three-loss teams. It'd be tough. It'd be There's, there's a case to be made. And K-State can do that with senior Will Howard. Will Howard had played Heisman-level football at times this season for the Cats. That guy's leading the squad. Deuce Vaughn comes back. First-team All-American. Bring him back. If you can find any way to get Felix back, that'd be incredible. I'm not going to bank on it. K-State's got some big-name dudes transferring in. Kobe Savage gets back from injury. There's guys in places that will be there ready to compete in the fall. And I think Deuce Vaughn's on that list. I think Deuce Vaughn is on that roster. That being said, let me just say, from my family to yours, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this year. It is a new year. It's a bright, beautiful day. I am so thrilled for 2023 and everything it has to bring. I hope you've enjoyed 2022 in the past, covering K-State, watching K-State, listening, reacting, doing everything you can with the Cats. We're going to bring you another year of excellent coverage about K-State, about the Big 12, and everything EMA will continue to live on, and I am so thrilled that you guys have listened to it with me here. So from me to you, Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This has been the Everything EMA podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Tillery. Happy New Year. We will see you soon.